Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Today is the 16th of March, the 76th day of this leap year of 2020, leaving us 290 days until 2021. In the southeast sky this morning, just before sunrise, our waning crescent moon was highest along a line that further down held Saturn, below Jupiter, below Mars. At the bottom of the line, barely above the horizon, shone Mercury. This Thursday at 11.50 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, the 2020 Spring Equinox will occur, allowing us to officially bid adieu to winter, albeit a snowstorm or two or three might still grace our landscape in the near future. Today in 1968 in My Lai, a cluster of hamlets in the coastal lowlands of northernmost region of South Vietnam, United States troops massacred between 200 and 500 unarmed villagers. Much study and research since has proven that the My Lai incident was an isolated case, though unfortunately reflecting adversely for generations on all U.S. forces in Vietnam. Today in 1972, Muddy Waters, a.k.a. McKinley Morganfield, won his first Emmy in the Best Ethnic or Traditional Folk category for his 1971 album, They Call Me Muddy Waters. Today is the birthday in 1926 in Newark, New Jersey of Joey Levitch, who began singing on the Borscht Belt at age five, became a cheerleader in high school, dropped out to become a stand-up comic, and changed his name to Jerry Lewis, soon to team up with Dean Martin in Atlantic City, where the pair turned into stars. On his own, Lewis would raise hundreds of millions of dollars through charity telethons to fight muscular dystrophy. Today is also the birthday in 1751 of James Madison, in 1912 of Pat Nixon, in 1920 of Leo McKern, in 1927 of Daniel Moynihan, and in 1949 of Eric Estrada. This past Thursday, the New York S&P 500 stock market plummeted 9.5% for a total drop of 26.7% from its all-time high set just last month, reports Stan Cho and Alex Vega of the Associated Press, adding, quote, that puts it way over the 20% threshold for a bear market, officially ending Wall Street's unprecedented bull market run of nearly 11 years. The Dow Jones Industrial Average sank 2,352 points, or 10%, its heaviest loss since its nearly 23% drop on October 19, 1987. Most of us know by now why the stock market is taking such a hit and how events of the past several days are bringing about a rapid succession of changes that the stock market is simply one barometer of. Currently believed to have originated in China, the COVID-19 or coronavirus, for short, is the epicenter of a collection of shockwaves reaching around the planet. David S. Jones, M.D. and Ph.D. in his March 12, 2020 article, History in Crisis, Lessons for COVID-19, in the New England Journal of Medicine, writes, A novel pathogen emerged in China? That's no surprise. China has given rise to many pandemics. People were slow to recognize threat. 
That dynamic is what novelist Camus describes so well. Officials tried to suppress early warnings? Of course. Governments have reacted with authoritarian interventions? They often do. A quarantine fails to contain the pathogen? That has happened more often than not, especially with pathogens like influenza virus and SARS-CoV-2 that render people contagious before they're symptomatic. This doesn't mean that interventions are futile. To me, one of the immediately interesting features of how the coronavirus crisis is playing out is taking travel out of the picture. Travel has evolved for millennia as virtually a basic human necessity, right there with food and shelter. Travel is something we have had a hard time figuring out what to do with relative to its sizable place in the creation of carbon footprints. Colossal ones for many folks doing considerable globetrotting in fossil fuel burning transportation. Yet suddenly, seemingly in an instant, with one sweep of an authoritarian wand or two, or various authoritarian wands, much of that traveling will be put on an extended hiatus. We have not, and likely would not, even gradually approach such measures concerning the deadliest threat presently facing the human race, climate change, the fatalities from which in the future will make deaths from Coronageddon appear almost insignificant. The major positive for the nonce, however, of our curtailing travel, of curtailing transportation that largely is reliant on burning fossil fuels, is in showing ourselves that we can do it, and that the excuses we have been arming ourselves with for so long in resistance that we could not survive the resulting economic hardships will reveal themselves for what they are, a means of procrastination. This past week, one of the headlines in a local paper's news articles was how to prepare if new virus spreads. We're past the if part now. Keep your head, think about your center of gravity, don't forget to breathe, and watch your distance. For more on Omain, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Here's to the spring equinox of 2020.